Hello, everyone. Welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. I hope you are doing fantastic where you are right now, but I have a promise for you. I have a special guest in an episode, and it's one of my favorite topics. The topics is about mindset, sharpening, growing, creating a mindset where you can become almost invincible to whatever that is in you encounter. So I have a special treat for everyone here. I have a guest, which is uh, Jose Flores. He is a um, mindset disruptor, best-selling author, and a global motivator. Hey, Jose, welcome to Speak Brave Podcast. Hey, man. Thanks for having me, Mark. I appreciate you having me on the show. Absolutely. So mindset disruptor, what is it? <laughs> it's exactly what it says, disrupting people's mindsets, right? Because I believe that, you know, we're all programmed from, from, the, moment we, from the moment we're born, we're all programmed, right? And the programming is usually here in the United States is usually you go to school, you graduate high school, you go to college, you graduate college, you go to a job, work that job for 20 years, and then after 20 years, you retire, and hopefully you live long enough to spend your retirement, whatever little bit amount that's, that's left. And that's basically the programming that we, that, we all, that we all have or that we're all familiar with. And so I like to disrupt that programming and reprogram people's mindsets because that programming is a limited programming. It's just you do, you do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. There's no other exploration of any other opportunities outside of that. Which is, which is all a part of the programming. But once we can get our mindsets to a place where we can achieve unlimited possibilities and that the opportunities are endless, then our lives will never look the same again because we've disrupted the programming, we've disrupted our own mindsets, and now we've expanded our mindsets so that we can go after what it is that we truly want in life instead of just settling for what we've been programmed to settle for. Mm. This is beautiful. I re I'm really have so many questions, so I got to make sure I ask them in order. Uh, Jose, why do, you, why do you care about this topic? How did you get started? Well, you know, the thing is, Mark, is that, you know, for those that are watching, um, you can actually, you can obviously see that I'm in a wheelchair. For those of you listening, you know, I was born with a neuromuscular condition called spinal muscular atrophy. And what that does is the older I get, the weaker my muscles get. So I'm not paralyzed. I can still move everything. I can still feel everything, but my muscles have atrophied, which means weakened. So I can't, I can't walk anymore. And the doctor said that by the age of 15, I would end up in a wheelchair and they weren't even expecting me to live past my teenage years. Uh, but through the grace of God, I, uh, this year I celebrated my 43rd birthday. So I'm still here kicking life's butt. <laughs> and um, I didn't actually end up in a wheelchair until I was 22 years old. So you can imagine at 22, that's when you're like officially an adult. You want to go out and figure out life and take advantage of all the opportunities. And um, I literally lost my ability to walk from one day to the next. And so here I'm thinking that my life is about to begin. I moved from, I'm originally from the Bronx, New York. So I moved from New York to Florida. I'm in a new environment, new area, new state looking for new opportunities, and then I lose my ability to walk. So one minute I'm like excited to go and chase life, and the very next day I'm like thinking that my life is over. I'm like, oh my goodness, what am I going to do now? And so I lived several years with a, with, a, with a limited belief system about myself because of my condition, 
um, because of some insecurities, because of some programming, and just because of, you know, some low self-esteem, because being a, a male and being able to be independent and, and, you know, move on your own and do what you need to do on your own, to now having to depend on people to help you do just the basic life necessities, uh, it became a real challenge for me. And it, I was in a, you know, I was in a dark place and I didn't really think that I was going to be able to do anything great in life. And I didn't think that I was going to accomplish much. I didn't think that I was going to be able to do anything of significance. I didn't think that I was going to be able to leave a legacy. And so that's why this topic is so important to me, Mark, because I, I've had to uh, learn throughout my development process how to disrupt my own mind. Because even up until this day, my body is getting, you know, every couple of years, my body goes through a new uh, phase. It goes through a new, um, it goes through a new shifting. And, and, and with every phase, I have to learn how to adapt and adjust not only physically, but also mentally to be able to deal with the new level of decreased mobility that I'm experiencing. And so that takes a very high level of mental toughness, mental resilience, um, mental fortitude, and, and I've had to develop that. And so today, I'm proud to say, I'm excited to say that, you know, I'm able to, I, I am a global motivator. I'm a best-selling author. I've connected with some of the greatest in the industry to ever do it. Uh, some of the greats that you, may be, that you may have heard of, like Les Brown. I went on tour with him uh, two years ago. He wrote the foreword to my current book that's out. It's called Don't Let Your Struggle Become Your Standard. And today I'm doing things, Mark, that, that, that's when I'm long gone, I'm leaving things behind for people to be able to consume, which to me, that's what a legacy is all about. It's, it's about leaving things behind. So when you're gone, people can still benefit from your wisdom. People can still benefit from your experiences, from your mindset, from your teachings. And, um, and that's what it's all about, man. That's why this topic is so uh, dear and, and to my heart and why I'm so passionate about it. I love that. Jose, could you share with us when there is big change as we see in the world now or personal change as well? Absolutely. Right off the bat, I would say to stop focusing on all the things that you can't do and start focusing on all the things that you can do. And that was a big issue for me because as you can imagine, me losing my ability to walk, me losing my ability to lift my arms above my head, to get dressed on my own, to get out of the bed on my own. You know, that was that I was focusing on all the things that I couldn't do. And it wasn't until I made that small shift, even if you just shift your mindset one degree to the left or the right in a positive direction, that shift can make a, a total transformation in the way your current and your future life will look like. And so that's what I would say is to stop focusing on what you can't do and start focusing on what you can do and just strengthen those areas. You know, whatever your skills are, whatever your talents are, whatever your abilities are, whatever your gifts are that you were born with, you know, recognize those, realize what those are, and then start to maximize those. And so for me, I was like, okay, Jose, well, we know you can't do this. You can't do that. Well, what can you do? And so I said, I still have a sound mind and I still have a voice and I'm going to use both of those things in conjunction and I'm going to maximize my potential and my abilities. Hence, that's why I'm the mindset disruptor and a global motivator, best-selling author, coach, <laughs> uh, husband, father, entrepreneur. And it's because I, I made a small shifting in my thought processes and my thinking that said, wow, 
I can't do all of these things, but man, look at all of these other things that I can do and that I'm good at doing. And once I figured that out, man, the rest was history. Mm. What is the best thing about your life right now? The best thing about my life is that, <laughs> that I'm still alive, man. The doctors weren't expecting me to live past my teenage years. So every day above ground is a great day. So when I wake up in the morning and I'm able to breathe on my own and take a deep breath, like all on my own, man, that, that's, that's enough for me, man. That's enough for me. But to go a little deeper than that, because I know that's just kind of like a, a basic answer. But in reality, that's how I feel. Like one of the best things that I, that I experience every day that I get to wake up and I get to get into this wheelchair and I get to inspire and impact people's lives, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, wonderful day for me. But one of the great things that are in my life right now is that my, uh, <laughs> my wife and I, uh, we just celebrated our 13th year anniversary of being married uh, last month in July. And our last son, we have two sons. Our last son just went off to college last Friday. So we are officially empty nesters, man. So that, <laughs> we are looking forward to that. We paid our dues early. Our boys are great boys. Well, they're men now, uh, but they're great young men. And, uh, and that's an exciting moment that we're experiencing right now currently. And we're, we're, so, we're so excited to look forward to that because my wife and I, we love traveling and now we get to travel the world. Excellent. Um, wow. I, I, can hear, I can hear the excitement in your voice and I can hear also the pride about your two sons and congratulations on having them uh, enter college and start that phase in their life. Jose, when you look back, uh, through all of the personal development you have created in your life to make sure that you have this strong mindset. Who are the mentors that helps you? Yeah, so like I said earlier, I, I, I've been fortunate enough to cross paths with the great Les Brown. He's like a uh, one of the greatest of all times to uh, bless a stage, you know, in the personal development, motivational speaking, inspirational speaking industry. He's one of the greatest to ever do it. So I've been able to uh, partner with him, connect with him, work with him. And he's like my spiritual pops. You know, he's like my spiritual father. He calls me his spiritual son. And, you know, we, we pray together, we laugh together, we work together, we make money together. And uh, it's just an amazing uh, opportunity that I was able to to reach, to be able to work with one of the greats, because, you know, people would give anything to be able to work with, with someone like him, who's done amazing things, not only here in the United States, but literally across the globe. And he's very well known. He's still alive. He just turned 75 years old. And so he's one of the mentors in my life that I connected with immediately. Even before I met him in person, he was a mentor of mine because I watched all of his YouTube videos. I followed him on social media. I was always on his website looking where he was going to be. And he wound up coming here to South Florida where I live. And I went to an event that he had. I was able to meet him. And, and then that was five years ago. And, and today, you know, we've been doing so much things together and making so much impact. So Les Brown is definitely a key player in my life. He helped to change my mindset and my thinking and the possibilities as well with his coaching and mentorship. Uh, but there, there's others such as Eric Thomas. I used to watch a lot of Eric Thomas videos. He really motivated me uh, when I was working in corporate America because I have a 20 year corporate America background. And so he really motivated me uh, through that. 
at least towards the ending part of when I was making the shift from corporate America to becoming an entrepreneur. He, a lot of his videos helped motivate me. Um, but there's a ton of them now that I have, but the two main ones was Les Brown and Eric Thomas in the beginning of my journey of personal development. Thank you for sharing. I know you believe in paying it forward. And I think this will, uh, your work and the work of this mentors will bless others as well. I feel that we cannot contain all the information in our own brain, but share, share, share with generosity. And I think we enrich our own life and life of everyone in our circle and that we touch as well. Jose, I have this um, follow-up question for you. So let's say someone is listening right now and they are in, an entrepreneur and they're building their business. You know, sometimes they feel like they don't have enough time in the day <laughs> and, you know, this competing priorities, they have to maintain relationships at home and business in the marketplace. What kind of mindset um, relationship or mindset time advice you would give to that person who is in the grind, but just feels overwhelmed? Yeah, man, I would say to get used to it, get used to the process, because as an entrepreneur, there are going to be several times where you feel uh, frustrated and overwhelmed throughout your entire journey, right? I mean, that's, I think that's just a part of life. But, you know, you hear a lot of people say, how can we manage work, you know, work-life balance, right? Your work life, your person with your personal life, and and I just believe that there, there is never a balance, right? Because balance means everything has equal weight, right? So I just believe that if you're at work or you're an entrepreneur and you're working on something, then you go all in at what you're working on at that moment. If you're hanging out with your family or your wife or your kids, then you make sure that you're 100% all in with your family and your kids. And, and you're present, right? Being present and being focused on what is in, in front of you is key. Because I, we, we mentioned earlier, there's so many different uh, factors that are competing for our attention and distractions are ever present. So we need to be super focused and just intentional that if we're, if we're working, then we're all in with the work and we're focused and we're executing, we're crushing our goals and we're doing what we need to do to move that needle forward. And if you're with your family, your wife and, or your kids, then that means that, you know, make sure that you're not on the cell phone, make sure that you're paying attention and you're focused and you're present and giving your 100% all to what's in front of you. And I think that that's a very key uh, point and tip to any type of success in life um, is just being present and focused on what's in front of you. And, you know, you, you may only be able to spend an hour at night with your kids, maybe because you've been working all day, but you know what, make that one hour, the best one hour that your kids had that day, right? You make it memorable, you make it fun, you make it funny, you make it enjoyable. And same thing with your wife, you know, maybe you only have a couple of hours with her at night, make sure that you're all in with your wife, making sure that you're filling her love tank and your children's love tank. Uh, because you know, we said earlier, Mark, you know, we have to share and we have to give with generosity. So when we can learn how to do that consistently and intentionally, then that's just a great pathway to reaching massive levels of success. I love this. And I, I, I'm in agreement with you on this. And uh, I think what's on our mind is on our tongue and, and we create this in our sphere and we make it reality by taking action and living in congruence. Jose, do you mind um, reaching into your life and perhaps sharing with us about your biggest failure? What was it like and how, 
how did you handle it and what did you learn from it? Yeah, one of my biggest failures uh, was when I, early on in my speaking career, <laughs> you know, I had the book out, I had the book already, I was making money with the book, I was selling the book, but I had gotten this one really big speaking engagement uh, that I was going to be speaking at. And I had asked the event planner how, how many people were going to be in the audience. And he gave me a number because I wanted to know basically how I know based off of my own tracking that I normally sell 10 to 15% of the audience. And so the number that he had given me was a little bit high, higher than normal, but he said, yeah, this is, you know, typically a great audience and they purchase. So anyway, I went out and I purchased like 1500 books, right? For this one event. And I only wound up selling maybe about five to 600 of those books. So I wound up getting stuck with like a, almost a thousand books just sitting in my garage and bins. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I, I, at that moment, I didn't feel like a failure, but I know I had failed because I could have probably asked him some more uh, detailed questions on his audience and what were the expectations of the event. I could have been a little more diligent in that area to get more information to find out if I should have purchased that many books or not. But you know, like anything else, you live and you learn. It was in the beginning of my career and I, I made that mistake one time. I'll never make it again. But you know, I invested a lot of money. But the thing is, is that at the end of the day, it wasn't a loss, right? Because I still use those books when I go to when I when I went to other events, I just had an excess of books that I could bring with me <laughs> to sell at the event. So it wasn't really wasted, but it was just, uh, I would say maybe poor investigation, you know, skills at the time. But now, man, now I'm asking all the questions. I make sure I have a list with me. I plan ahead of time when I'm speaking to event planners on, on a list of questions that I may have or that may come up. And I make sure that, you know, all my, uh, all my uh, I's are dotted and my T's are crossed. Mm. This is so important. And I feel that it's, there's a learning curve no matter what industry, speaking, construction, IT, there is uh, this trough, right? This valley where you have to learn and you learn those mistakes and you learn those to ask better questions, to be more present and to really partner with your clients and with other creators. So when you are in partnership, um, hopefully you create better results, right? And that's, 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 the, that's the intention. Jose, you have mentioned about speaking, and I know you, you love speaking. You love connecting with the audience. You love to be a motivator, but also transformational speaker as well, correct? Um, what are some of the things that you can tell someone who is learning about the art of speaking, connecting with people on the, on the stage, storytelling? What are a couple of things that you would share with somebody that's coming from your heart? Yeah, absolutely, man. I think that, first of all, when you speak from the heart, uh, you make a heart connection, right? There's a lot of information that's out there. So there's always information that's being kind of thrown around. Um, but I've learned that, you know, it's, it's important to make a head connection with people. But when you can make a heart connection with people, then you're creating and developing lifelong relationships, potentially, and lifelong fans, right? Because those fans have connected with you on a heart level. They can feel your authenticity. They can feel your transparency and they can feel your realness. 
they can tell if you're genuine or you're being fake, right? So you might as well be real because the audience can tell the difference. And, that, and that's going to affect whether they uh, become a fan of yours, whether they become a client of yours, whether they, whether they become, uh, you know, whether, whether they want to purchase your products and your services, that's going to that's gonna all factor into it. So it's always better to come from a place of authenticity and genuineness, uh, because when you do that, that's when you'll make that heart connection. But you also want to be, you know, humorous as well within your presentation. Also, you want to humor uh, when you're when you're able to incorporate humor in your presentation. What that does is you're breaking down the walls between you and the audience, any walls that may be present, right? Because there's three questions that your audience is always asking: Who are you? What do you have? And why should I care? Right. So once you're able to break down those walls or even answer those questions, right? But that's going to hopefully you develop your presentation in such a way that you'll be able to answer those questions. But humor always has a way of breaking down walls. So you want to make sure you incorporate humor and, and then storytelling is the, the most important thing, I believe, right? Because if you can tell a good, it's like watching a good movie, right? You watch a movie and you're into the movie. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. It's fun. It makes you laugh. It makes you cry. It makes your heart race. And then you get to the end and the ending isn't what you expected. And you're like, oh man, it's such a bore. That's such a horrible ending. And the same thing goes when you're speaking, right? So you want to make sure that you bring them high and you bring them low, you bring them high, you bring them low, you laugh. It's almost like a roller coaster, but you want to bring them on a journey with you. You want to bring them into your story because if you're able to bring them into your situation and make it relatable to them, I guarantee you that your table in the back with your products and your services, you're going to sell out. People are going to be coming, taking pictures, buying your stuff, wanting to work with you because you know, storytelling from the ancient of days, from the beginning of time, that's how people communicated through storytelling. And everyone loves a good story. So if you can develop your story and your message in such a way that's captivating, that's dynamic, that's humorous, um, that's gonna take them up and down, right? Not too down where you can't bring them back up and not too high where you can't bring them back down. So you wanna make sure that you pay attention to your audience and never let what you wanna say get in the way of what your audience needs to hear. Mm, I love this. So we're coming to a later portion of the episode. And I, I, and I feel that you can talk about this for a long time, right? And, Forever. <laughs> <laughs> and I appreciate your generosity and your grace. So what are you working on next? What is that next big thing that we can expect from you? Well, right now I'm wrapping up uh, my third book that I just wrote with my wife. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's, it's geared towards marriages and relationships. And because we believe that, you know, marriages are suffering, marriages are hurting. And if we can help and we can do our part and we can help save a marriage, then we can help save a family. And um, we're just firm believers in that. We think that marriage is sacred. We think that marriage is, uh, should be held in high esteem. And uh, we want to do whatever we can. So we wrote a book. We've been together for uh, 20, 20 years and uh, married 13 years. My wife met me in a wheelchair. So when you put the dynamics of having a relationship and then having a marriage and the dynamic of being married to a man who has a physical challenge and is in a wheelchair, that makes that dynamic of marriage that much more complicated. 
um, because there's a lot more involved in maintaining that type of relationship. And my wife and I, we are proud to say that we are not only surviving marriage, but we are thriving in marriage. Uh, we love each other unconditionally uh, and we work together as a great team. Not only my wife and I, but my kids included as well. We definitely work as a good team, but we we're writing that book. So that's, that's the project that we're working on now. We're wrapping that up and we're hoping to, and that's going to include marriage seminars, marriage retreats, marriage conferences. Um, because like I said, we believe that if we can help to restore marriages and keep families together, then uh, that's going to just be that much more better for the family unit as a whole. Mm, keep together. I, I look forward to that and I'll be attending and, and also buying the products and, and helping you share the war, um, the information and the word about it. I just have two final questions. This is about the current situation. How did you as a mental disruptor entrepreneur adapted to health crisis? And then second question, how can people find you and connect with you? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we've all dealt, we've all dealt and, ha and are dealing with COVID. So uh, for me as an entrepreneur, I had to pivot quickly. So a lot of the, the stuff that I was doing live, I had to convert to digital products, which I did. So I have digital products available. Um, and I still do live virtually like we're doing now. So I do live virtual as well but I really just converted a lot of my material to a digital format to make it more accessible for uh, individuals interested, interested in uh, working with me and working with my services. And so as an entrepreneur, that's an important thing, man. Changes are always going to occur and you have to know when and how to pivot quickly uh, when a pivot needs to take place uh, because you don't want to get left, you know, left behind and then find yourself struggling to catch up with everyone else. So just making those quick decisions, um, but the right decisions as well, it'll definitely help you in your entrepreneurial journey. And then if you want to connect with me, you can visit my website, which is joseinspires.com. And you can also follow me on any social media platform at Jose Inspires. It's pretty much unified all across the board. Uh, so it's joseinspires.com. That's with an S at the end, joseinspires with an S at the end.com. And then joseinspires.com. Uh, on any social media platform that you use. Excellent. Thank you, Jose. I will be sure to put all the social media handles and profiles onto the published show notes so people can easily connect with you, reach out to you, and work with you. I have benefited greatly listening to you and learning more about you. I'm uh, one of the fans now, so thank you so much for coming to the show and thank sharing you sharing so much from your heart. And I, and I can tell you really care about your audience. You really care about helping people uh, disrupting their minds. And, and it, it, it comes across, it comes across through Zoom, it comes across through audio. So I can tell that you, you, you have a big heart. Um, thank you, Jose, for coming and, sh and sharing uh, everything that you did today. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, there's people right now who have less experience than you less qualifications than you, but they live in the life that you can only dream of. The only yeah. difference between you and them, they made a decision and took imperfect action now. And I hope that Jose inspired you to change your mindset one or two degrees and you can reach out to him, thank him, tell him that you heard about him on the Speak Brave podcast. He will appreciate it. And what I wanted to do, Mark, also, uh, because I care so much, 
I wanted to give every one of your audience uh, members, whether they listen or they're, or they're viewing it on YouTube channel or wherever you post it, I wanted to give everyone a free gift um, just on my behalf, because I know people are struggling through COVID and I wanted to do something special as well to help people get their minds right and get back on track. So if you go to freegift.joseinspires.com, I'll go ahead. You can go ahead and follow the instructions and get your free gift. So again, that's freegift.joseinspires.com. And I hope you guys enjoy. Absolutely. And I'll be putting that as well into the video version and audio version of the episode as well. Thank you. Thank you, everyone, for listening. I appreciate your time, attention, and presence. Those are the most precious things we have to share with another human. Those things are not lost on me. Uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode with everyone you care about in your world. I'll see you next time. And don't forget to be brave.